Welcome to America's Top Rebbitsons. May this class be for Rafua Shalema, for Karen Batfrida Hindle, and Lori Leah Batrut. Please click on the subscribe button to subscribe to us on the America's Top Rebbitsons YouTube page, or click follow to follow us on your podcasting app so that you are the first to know when an inspiring new episode is posted. I'm honored to have on today's show Rebbitson Sarah Feldbrand. Rebbitson Sarah is a world-renowned author of books, several books, and I actually have four of them. I'm going to show the ones that I have. I'm going to show on camera for the ones we can see. Grow. I have Bitahon. I have Simcha. And I have a really good one, Tame Your Temper, which is all about anger. Um, so your books are really, really inspirational and they're fun to read. And I love the practical tips that you give to help us apply the lessons to each to teach us in each chapter of the book. They all have practical lessons to guide us. So thank you so much for being here. Please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Okay. Um, so I'm an only child of Holocaust survivors and um, I'm therefore particularly grateful to have a nice sized family, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren at this point. I don't take it for granted. And um, professionally, over the years, I've basically been an educator and a writer. So I taught high school, seminary, post-seminary, um, been a principal as well of high school and seminaries. And here and there, I've been writing, more so lately. Um, I do different genres. You're, you, the four samples that you showed initially um, represent a portion of the books I've written on personal growth. There are others. Um, I've diversified um, over the last several years. I used to teach Jewish history and I have a passion for Jewish history. So in my desire to um, inspire, educate, obviously, um, and entertain. I started writing historical novels, um, trying my best to incorporate that which I had taught in the classroom while making it as um, entertaining as possible. Um, one of the books you showed was Tame Your Temper. Um, soon after that, I wrote what I might call novel. Um, knowing that there are some people that won't take a serious book and a serious safer into their hands, but will likely read a historical novel, I tried to incorporate tips relating to anger control within the novel. I chose two characters that had anger issues and pretty much was able to weave in the most significant tools uh, for controlling anger. Um, also, I've written children biographies. I saw with my own grandchildren, a major gap on the third to fifth grade level. Too few books for that age. You had picture books for the young ones and then chapter books for the older ones. And so, again, because of my background in history, um, felt very comfortable trying to write books suitable for that age. And um, they've been doing very well. I've done a 
um, a number of those. Um, currently, I'm working on my fourth site from Bitachon. Um, wow. But faith, trust, because they're so, so important. And I'm the first to benefit from anything I write, obviously. For sure. <laughs> the research, the, you know, the, the editing and the re-editing. By the time I'm ready to pass it on to a publisher, I've gone through the material so many times and benefited each time I've gone, gone through it, for sure. Um, I'm also doing a children's book, happens to be on the Chazanish currently. Um, and I've also started something a little different. Um, I've, I'm collecting sources from Jewish sources, starting from the Talmud through the books of Hasidus and Musser on the workings of the human mind. Wow. This time I'd like to do it online because I like it to be a project that others will contribute to. Here to therapists, educators. Um, I think even the from social workers, mental health counselors are not aware of the variety and the depth of sources within our holy works. So I'm working on currently. Hashem should give me kayach, mayach, strength, and the, the wherewithal to, the, to, to, to continue to do so. Amen. Amen. And I love what you said about, you know, you're combining, you know, the, the mitos, the character traits, like, you know, improving anger and instilling faith and, and trust in God, you know, within yourself, you combine that with your love and, and knowledge really of uh, Jewish history. And you can, you put that together in a historical novel. So you have your, your books that are just, you know, just talking about character traits and improving them. And then you also have your historical novels, which may be more of a fun way to incorporate those, those, that, those lessons. That's the goal, hopefully. Yes, yes. And you know, it's so interesting because as you were speaking, I, you know, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned that you mentioned Tame Your Temper. This is, I'm going to hold up the book. It's a really good one. I've read this one. I, and you, you were talking about different strategies to combat anger. And I know, I know that so many people are struggling. We're, we're such a, we're such an angry generation. You know, I'm sorry to say, but you know, a lot of people are angry now, not everybody, but a lot of people. And, you know, just for the people listening, to this podcast, if they're struggling with, with controlling the temper with, with anger, do you have like just any quick off the top strategies that they could use to help themselves tame their own temper? Um, not sure how to answer that. Um, there are two character traits that one must avoid to the extreme. Okay. It's arrogance and anger. Those are the two that destroy the quality of our life. They, they distance us from God. They distance us from other people. Um, there's, they're just, you know, just as we would say, for example, that humility is the superconductor of all good character traits. And of course, if you're humble, anger won't be an issue. Keep that in mind because um, why do we get angry? You know, I'm, it's hard for me to filter um, in my own mind um, the, the overload of information I'm getting in response to your question. <laughs> I'm going to try to try to do my best. 
Um, generally, the rules that apply to, to good character apply to uh, apply across the board. Um, if you're working on anger, it's a lifetime endeavor. You'd want to start working on it's it's too too big of a topic to approach directly. If you were to come to me and say to me, I have an anger issue, I would work away from the anger issue at the root causes. What is making you angry? People's stupid remarks annoy you, do people's hurtful remarks disturb you? We need to get at what is everyone has their anger triggers. And then we could discuss what would help. Increasing your betachan, your understanding that Hashem is in charge and they, these people are only messengers. Um, one would need, and the good part is, the more you improve in one area, it, it has a, an effect on all the others. If you're increasing your faith, you'll find you're happier. You're, I mean, there'll be a whole long list of improvements in other areas. That's the beauty of working on yourself, that... You might think that you're working on one particular character trait, but at the same time, as you're cleansing your, your character and changing your perspective, you'll find that in, you'll be doing well in other areas as well. But generally, when we work on self-improvement, we pick something small to work on. But you try to pick something that will have, hopefully, dramatic effect on on whatever is your pressing concern thank you and that makes sense and we're actually i mean i'm I, I, it's it's a real general kind of answer but you know for a diversified audience it's hard to when you're doing a one-on-one -on -one, one of the things i do that i didn't mention earlier um which is the way you got to me i have an um in the email site called ask the rebitson at gmail.com and I take questions there, um, not halacha questions that you need to address to your rabbi. Um, but I take what I call halacha questions, meaning if you were to say to me um, in an email, I have um, anger issues and you elaborate on it, I would email you back as to what suggestions you might want to implement. Um, just because, well, just because life is about doing chesed and I make myself available when I can to, to, to be there for others. I've spent decades studying this topic, teaching it, studying it. So there, there's a great deal that I can share. Nothing of my own. I'm not an original thinker. I'm a collector. I collect what's out there. But one of the um, character traits that God blessed me with is Hasmada. Um, from an early age, I never wasted my time. Maybe being an only child had something to do with it. Um, you know, there weren't distractions. My parents both worked. So, um, you know, I learned, and I have to add, but I had a very good example of both my parents um, in terms of not wasting time. So again, 
what I said I say here is is broad, but the the specifics can be worked out. That's perfect. And I will include the Ask the Rabbitson email address in the description of the podcast. So if somebody wants to reach out to you directly, that they can do that. Right. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So one, as we mentioned, one of the main areas of Judaism that you focus on is personal growth through working on your mitos. Your mitos are your character traits. And this is so important and so fundamental to elevating ourselves as human beings. So through your books, you help people subdue their anger, cultivate simcha, which is happiness, strengthen their trust in God, which is bitahon, and improve the purpose and intention of their prayers, among many other character traits that you write about. So can you please talk to us about the real reason why it's so important that we, as Jews, strive to improve ourselves by elevating our character traits? Why is this so essential that we constantly work on improving ourselves? Okay. Um... Interestingly enough, although it probably isn't surprising, um, many books, um, great scholars like the Vilna Gaon, the author of the Archas Tzadikim, point out that the, mo the main reason we're sent down to this world is to work on our character. Chavos Havavos points out that our character is like, and the analogy is excellent, a staff of servants that we've been given. Now, just imagine that you're the, the manager of, I don't know, the Versailles um, Palace or the Shonen. And you have a whole, I mean, I, I can only guess how many people would be working to maintain a, something like the Versailles. You have um, landscape artists, right? You'd have this, this beautiful mazed hedges out there. And, and inside you have the, the wall hangers. You need fabric experts, carpenters, um, housekeepers, and nowadays electricians, plumbers. And everyone is meant to do their job. They're trained, right? Um, and um, they get oriented when they first start. Just imagine that one of the uh, landscape artists took a, a, a huge shears and started trimming the hedges down to nothing. Or even worse, he took the hedges inside and started working on the wall hangings. <laughs> That's what bad character does to a human being. If they're trained and drilled, they help us function optimally. If they're not, you know, the Hazanis used to say there's one good character trait and one bad character trait. He wasn't making it easier. What he was saying was the one good character trait is a person who knows they have to work on themselves. The one bad character trait is the person, anyone who thinks, that, well, God's given me a certain amount of good character traits, certain amount of bad traits, so I'll do the best I can with what I've given, is making a huge mistake. Like is like standing on a down escalator. I remember taking my kids to a mall. We lived in Canada for a long time in Montreal. And the Jewish library was in a mall. On Sundays, it was deserted. And the kids would walk up the down escalator, no problems. They did two at a time and they were easily on the top. In life, if you're not making an effort 
at self-improvement, the down escalator is going to take a person, Rachman Litzlan, watch it. Down, down, down. So let me try to give you some examples. This is, you know, more like general. Um, so, um, bad character acts as a barrier between us and God. Um, the best example for that, the top of my head, is Gaba. Hashem hates the arrogant. Hates. Why? Because there's no character trait that creates as great a mechitza, as great a barrier between us and HaKadosh Baruch between us and God as arrogance. You can't have both. If a person is full of themselves, my accomplishments, my abilities, then God's out of the picture. There's a well-known Pasuk, Anochi Omeid Bein Hashem Nechem, which translates as I, Moshe Rabbeinu speaking, I stand between you and Hashem. And there's a Hasidish, um, it's a, a, an explanation that Anochi I stands for egoism. And that is what stands between us and Hashem. The more we clear out the me, 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 the more godliness can enter inside of us. The recognition that we're of our dependency, our utter and total dependency on the Creator. That character also acts as a barrier between us and other people. I think that's pretty obvious, right? Um, jealousy leads to, to hurting people, to um, um, anger can hurt people. It's, it's pretty obvious in our day-to-day -day affairs that bad character just makes it difficult to get along with others. I love what you said, like something that like really is really resonating, you know, with me. Cause you're saying like the more me, 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 the more I did this, the more I'm so wonderful. These are my talents, these are my gifts. Look what I did, look what I accomplished. It's a type of arrogance that's not recognizing that it was God, that it's Hashem who gave you the abilities, the talents to do yeah. what you did. The opportunities. And the opportunities, yes, for sure. Yeah. So that is why humility is considered the superconductor of all good character traits. When a person sees themselves as a tool, and understands that everything that is sent their way, nothing's meant to hurt us or to make our life difficult, but it's all meant to help us grow. That's another thing. I almost hesitate to mention because I'm not a fire and brimstone kind of person. I'm Hasidish. Um, uh, the only time of year that I take out my books of Musa usually is if I'm working on something and I have to do research or Elul, you know, to get ready for Rosh Yom Kippur. Generally, I'm more comfortable with the Hasidish approach, approach which is more a say to do good rather than move away from bad. But there's something else that I have to share. Remember what 
I said, one of the main reasons we're here is to work on our character. Yes. Put our staff of servants together and move ahead. It block, bad character blocks us from doing mitzvahs too, for example. It won't block us from, I don't know, lighting Shabbos candles and buying a nice estrus, but it'll block us from something like davening. A person, how people say to me, they have a really hard time praying. Mm -hmm. and, and that's tied to character traits too. The Tachon, belief in Hashem, is considered a, um, a, a, a character trait too. Sometimes it's just that they don't have enough belief in, in, in the effectiveness of their prayers. They don't believe Hashem's actually there listening to them, um, maybe lazy. There's a whole slew of bad character traits that can intervene in a mitzvah like davening. And of course, in let's say the obligation not to speak Russian Haro or Rechilas. Um, uh, jealousy, um, uh, let's see what else helped me out when well, there's so many bad character traits. I really should have a list. I should have before I started. I actually have it. I'm, I'm speaking in, in our Svarim room because I didn't want to get disturbed. But on my desk, into the sign is a list of character traits because I work so frequently with that topic. I decided I put together a comprehensive kind of list. I want to mention in passing a book written by someone else, Gateway to Self-Knowledge by Rabbi Zalik Liskin. Um, it's a book of questions which will can help a person on personal growth. I also have a book. This is the one book of mine that I actually bought here. Um, one of the books I'm most proud of, it's called Good, Better, Best. Um, the reason I'm so proud of it, it's a book which walks you through the process of self-improvement based on a sefer called Cheshven HaNefesh. Um, and like my other books, there are a lot of stories, inspiration, more tables and practical advice in here because people were coming back to me. I wrote a book about jealousy. I wrote a book whatever, about a bunch of things. Um, but they wanted more help implementing. Um, yes. Halacha lamas, as we call it in Hebrew, um, where they will, could apply um, the nice things that I shared in the other book and li literally move ahead in, the, in, in these areas. So getting back to, I got sidetracked. Um, because personal growth is so important, sometimes Hashem, it shouldn't happen to anyone, has to send us reminders. Let's say this person, no one we know, is standing on that down escalator and getting very close to the bottom. Hashem, Hashem should have compassion on us. And needs to be immediately reminded that the idea is to go up and not down. Those reminders can be painful. It shouldn't happen. Yes. So that would be another reason, besides all the practical things, the interpersonal, you know, that it um, makes difficult for us to do mitzvahs and to see Hashem clearly in our world's view. But that would be another reason. 
if you're working on yourself and those painful reminders are often irrelevant. Right. And I also like, you know, you touched upon this earlier, and I really like this concept, you know, life doesn't happen to you, life happens for you. So when you do get those painful reminders, and really, hopefully nobody needs, nobody needs to grow from pain, we need to grow from joy, we need to grow from simcha. But if it is presented to us that we have to, you know, that there are unpleasant circumstances in our life, and we have to grow from pain, then that's exactly what we need to do. We have to grow from the pain. And we have to realize that life is not happening to us. Like you mentioned earlier, Hashem is not being mean. He doesn't want to hurt us. He's not trying to hurt us. He's trying to help us. And he's trying to prompt us. He's trying to say, grow, grow, grow. And if we're not getting it through Simcha, he unfortunately has to send unpleasant circumstances sometimes so that we can use those as a platform for our growth. So I, I want to also mention that. Okay, and I'm going to add something to that as well. You don't, it doesn't have to be dramatic. Right. Let's go back to that analogy of the escalator. Yes. Um, all it takes is for you to turn around. Yes. You even have to be lifting your foot yet to take those, you know, two steps at a time rather than one to get yourself up that down escalator. Yes. All you need to do is show Hashem that you genuinely want a relationship with him. Yes. That you want to do what it takes to develop that closeness. So, so which brings me to my, my next point, which is very interesting because I completely agree with you about the importance of personal growth and the challenge that many of us face is how to do it because we were born with certain personality traits and a certain set of character traits, some of which are already elevated and others that could use some improvement. But so many people feel like they are who they are. I am who I am. And while they may want to change, they're not sure what to do or where to start. So can you please give us some guidance as to how to begin our journey of personal growth and what that path could look like? Okay, so I've probably done step one, I hope, already. And that is to explain why it's so important, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Complacency is not acceptable. Right. You can't just say, this is the way I am. No, too bad. Um, I'll do the best with with what I have maybe would be a higher level of that. Um, but it is imperative that we work on self-improvement. So how to go about it? Um, so this book answers that question. Good, better, best. Good, better, best. So I'll, I'll pick out some things you can you can slow me down, you know, um, and, or st stop me, better said, if you, you want something to, to be elaborated on. So I, as I said before, it's based on a sefer called Cheshven HaNefesh. Cheshven HaNefesh translates as, um, I don't know, soul reckoning, um, which really means the, the aim of the sefer that this is based on is to help a person um, make a, a spiritual rec reckoning, and then of course use that. So st step number one is to, yeah, observe yourself. Um, you're looking for your strengths and your weaknesses. Strengths are equally as important. You need the boost that knowing, you know, your, your 
good character traits and the good things that you've um, um, been able to identify will boost you and will help you work on the bad character. It's sort of like, I don't know, a surgeon laying out his tools, right? Um, these, are, these good character traits that you have are gonna be what's going to help you work on the ones that need help. Um, but you need to identify the bad character too. Um, how do you do that really by watching? Watch, I, let's say um, you think off the top of your head um, that you have, I'm gonna take MS truth as an example because when I worked on MS myself, you see, there are 13 character traits in, in this safer. So when I, MS is the first, it's the first for obvious reasons. Um, when you try to identify what your issues are, you have to be truthful. Revelia Lapian once laughed over here, two of his students before Rosh Hashanah, they wanted to undertake something for the forthcoming year. And they said, they one said to the other, I'm gonna be honest, in weights and measures, which was pretty ridiculous given that they were yeshiva boys and had nothing to do with weights and measures. But such is the nature of the resistance to working on ourselves. We will pick possibly something we don't really need to work on. So honesty is first. You have to pick something um, that you really need to work on well. Here was me starting on MS and believing myself to be a very truthful person. If you would ask me before I started working on it, um, I was doing it as far as I was concerned only because it's part of the program, not because I really needed help in that area. I don't think I did. But then I started for a week um, being very conscious of truth. And I found myself during the course of speech talking to others where I would be, this may shock some of your listeners, um, but I found myself not being so accurate. I, I don't mean shocked because of me, but just shocked because of the concept. Um, I found myself telling a story, for example, and saying, oh, there must've been 500 people there. And then I thought to myself, I didn't count. How would I know that there were 500 people there? So I, I learned to say, I, I take that back. Um, I didn't actually count, but it looked like a large group, maybe somewhere between 300 and 500. Um, and I, I found myself doing that not once, but many times over the course of one week. <laughs> this is, you know, truthful Sarah. Or another thing that I found myself dealing with. Um, people were putting pressure on me to do something, maybe something I wasn't so comfortable doing. And I'd say, or no. They wanted me to do something and call them back. So I'm usually good about, I try with Hashem's help to do things immediately. Um, I'm not so good about calling back. <laughs> <laughs> Be back, you'll benefit from what I've done, but I'm not good at calling back. But I, I'd say, 
okay, I'll take care of it, Amir Tzachem, and I'll call you back. And then after I hung up, I'd say to myself, you know you're not good at calling back. <laughs> so why did you say you're calling back? So I learned to say, I will try getting back to you, but if you don't hear from me by whatever, call me back. Right. So the first thing you're doing is observing yourself. If you have an anger issue, you mentioned anger before. Yes. What gets me angry? Who gets me angry? What kind of situations? And then work back from there. Why? What would help me? Would it help me if I remind myself on a regular basis? Hashem is in charge. Or if I'd say to myself on a regular basis, it's not me, it's them. Get at what is causing your anger. In this book, he recommends uh, picking some kind of um, motto. Um, and if, if something is an issue, looking for a, a statement that you know what, um, I'm going to pick one. I'm just checking the time. Okay. Um, it's one that everybody needs to work on all the time. So let's, I'm just, I'm, this is my own notebook. So I'm going from my own, my own notes. Just give me a moment where I wrote down a list of stuff. Keep in mind the the meat of sabalonis. Oh, patience, patience. So it's defined by Rabbi Yisrael Salanter as uh, in Hebrew, and then I'll translate. Lespol b'menucha kol mikra chol pega b'chayim to accept. Um, uh, no, help me translate. Um, with equanimity, let's use that word. Um, each incident, so that's on a milder level, v'chal pega is a more dramatic um, occurrence and an accident, a difficulty in life, okay? So looking for an inner calmness, right? Or to the aggra daily aggravations, to the more serious chastrushalam issues that crop up during the day. So I didn't have to observe myself with that. I, unfortunately, um, I tend to be more of a din person than a chesed person, um, which basically translates loosely as um, I'm not so easygoing by nature. Um, it's something I've needed to, to work on. So I said before my motto, right? You pick yourself something. So here's what I picked and I'll, I'll share it with you. Um, based on my readings, the Spasemes, I believe, one of the Gerebbes, um, was once asked by a granddaughter how he maintained his equanimity when a tragedy um, occurred in the family. And he said to her, 
Yeshayanish Senimbashet Agmas Nefesh Machmanalain, which translates loosely as you can't control what happens, but you can control your reaction. A hundred percent, exactly. So that is sometimes what I will say to myself when it's a more serious thing. Hashem made it happen. Bashert means Hashem made it happen. But I don't have to react by getting upset. God is in my control. And a similar thought. Again, for a thought to be powerful, you have to alternate it here and there. Lately, my husband and I, my husband keeps reminding me that we're Sigeter Hasidim. So we're not actually Sigeter Hasidim, um, but Sigit, when you take the, you know, Hasidists are named after the, basically the places they originated. So Sigit is a place in Romania. But the word itself is Sigit, it is good. That's the Yiddish. So my husband keeps reminding me, we're sick into Hasidim. When something happens, he'll say to me, don't forget, forget. <laughs> you know, we're sick into Hasidim. Or there was another time that we were saying, based on a story I read, the name of Ravel Yashiv, somebody came to him and asked to help controlling their um, emotions their overreactions or sometimes even serious reactions to serious things that were happening to them. He said, you're in control of what enters your heart. And he said to him, I have to lean forward for that. This sim knepel, don't knepel his button, up to the button. Don't let it get in. Let it get to your button, that's okay. But leave it there and don't let it in. So that's how you remind yourself. Now, alternately, you want to be stressing that it's another thing. It's from Hashem. And it's a wondrous and good thing. Now you'll alternate these kind of things. One day you'll say to yourself, another day you'll say to yourself, I'm in control of my reaction. Another, you'll say to yourself, it's from Hashem and it's a good thing. It's a wondrous thing. We may not see the wonder yet, but we definitely will. These are things you, also you daven. You, sometimes it's so, your first reaction has to be in a bad place. Hashem's in charge. Hashem, help me see you. I love that. Yes. So how would you work on this character trait? Read things on Amuda Bitachan, on Hashkaka Pratis, Divine Providence. You have to firm up your belief that Hashem is in charge. The more you understand that Hashem is in charge, also the more you control yourself, you'll see even a little bit of control, meaning you're less upset than you would have been previously, or you're Distress lasts for a shorter time. Wow, you know, build on it. Pat yourself on the back and say to yourself, I can do it. I can do it. And wow, for some people, but again, it's, it's a lifetime endeavor. 
to build up your Muna Bittachan. You know, I'll share a story with you. And I think about it a lot in my age and stage. I'm more careful about the kind of undertakings I um, throw myself into. Chaim Friedlander was the Mashkiach in Panovich. Um, I had the privilege of, of, of seeing him when he came from medical treatments to Muncie. Um, well, he came back to Eretz Yisrael and he went to see um, Rav Shach. He's, um, somebody was actually present. That's how we know the details of the story. Apparently, they sent him home, telling him he had only a couple of weeks left to live. And he came to Rav Shach to ask him, what should I do with my remaining time? And he said, work on your meter. Then say to him, learn more, prepare for the big fahir, the big test that a, a Torah scholar gets in the world to come. The more refined we are, not only do we function better in this world, I mean, we're constantly collecting itself, but the more we'll be able to perceive the shechina, to see Hashem in the world to come. I love that. So speaking of Hashem, that was actually going to, we have time for one more question. This actually is a great lead into my question because, you know, I want to be real about personal growth. It's really, really, really hard. You know, and like you said, it takes a lifetime of work. And we can have incredible support from our husbands, our parents, our friends, our community. But at the end of the day, it's us who need to do the work ourselves. And it's really not easy. However, I remember reading in your book titled Grow, that while we are on our journey of elevating ourselves and improving ourselves, we should not forget to ask for divine assistance from God. And that is so powerful. So can you please tell us more about asking for divine assistance from Hashem? What should we ask for? How should we pray for divine assistance? Because, you know, we're the ones doing the work, but we can't do anything. We can't accomplish anything without Hashem. So how do we ask him to help us in our own personal growth? Um, it's a good question. Um, I, I'm a little sorry that I can't provide any quick fixes. You know, in this world of, of, of instant gratification, uh, people like, you know, answers that have an A, B, C, and you're over. Um, really, ideally, we want to be communicating with God all day long. Um, you know, originally our sages instituted Shacharis Mencha Marev, prayers three times a day, morning. Mencha ideally should be said early afternoon, although you can say it, of course, all afternoon, and Marev in the evenings. For obvious reasons, it was spaced that way, um, so that we would have the, you know, that connection keeping us going. But then our sages decided, and the Kuzari develops this, that three times wasn't enough. So they instituted brachos. Brachos are said throughout the day as we go to the bathroom, we eat. You know, we're consistently adding to that regular connection with Hashem. But truthfully, even that's not enough. First of all, you have to say your brothers would come on a shahakal niyev Um 
the, everything, I mean, that's really an all-inclusive kind of bracha. There's a story they tell about Rev Yisrael Salanta. He went to um, an elegant restaurant for a cup of tea. And um, he was surprised at the bill he got. He said, it's just a little order and some tea leaves. Why is it so expensive? So he said, you're paying for the decor. You're paying for the, uh, the, uh, my nice uniform. Um, and for the, the beautiful china that we're using. And he was so grateful for the explanation because he finally understood the concept of shahakol niyeb tomorrow. We may be having a drink or eating a fruit, but we're thanking Hashem for the world around us. The best thing we can do for personal growth is to constantly talk to Hashem on a regular basis. Make him a real, Chazanish was once asked by a group of educators, what's the most important goal of a mechanech, an educator? Was told, he told them to make Hashem real in the eyes of your children, your students. Holy Hashem, please help me constantly. And thanking him when things go well, how many times in the course of the day? Um, even when things don't go so well, could have been worse. <laughs> There's always worse. And a lot worse. To incorporate Hashem into our regular activities will go a long way towards making us a, a better person. It'll help our spiritual growth like, like nothing else, nothing else can, literally. You know, the Rav Cheskel Avramsky, when he would touch the mezuzah before leaving the house, he would say, Rabbi Shalom, tell me whatever he was going out to do. Help me succeed at. And when he came back, thank you, Hashem, for having helped me. Even I read in the name of um, Rabbi Yosef Chaim how important it is, even as you have your plate of food and you're ready to eat. Hashem, help. I mean, people choked on not even a bone, on the, you know, a, a simple thing. Help the food go down properly. Learn to communicate with Hashem. You won't get angry if Hashem's presence is visible. You won't speak badly of others. You'll be ashamed. You, you wanna try to make Hashem as real as possible, because if a person does that, well, one of the ways the world is ruled, just like we have laws of gravity or laws of thermodynamics, is mida keneged mida. We show we care, we try to reach out to Hashem, we communicate with Him on a regular basis, He'll be there for us, big time. I love that. That's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rebbe and Sarah, for joining us on America's Top Rebbitsons. It was truly a pleasure to have you here. And may the tremendous learning we did today be for Fuwa Shalema, for Karen, but Frida Hindle, and also for Lori Leia, but Root. Thank you so much again. Thank you.